Are we back? Yeah. Some tit out the front and just fucking revving his engine as loud as he could. Got his music on full blast. Fucking felt like running out of me throwing my slipper at him. What you need with the kids uh, deciding they don't want to go to bed. Just get just hear the house go quiet after the kids have gone to bed after a bit of rumbling. Some twat outside revving his engine with a fucking big exhaust. Stick these in the outtakes. <laughs> from the social club podcast aaron's back and we've got a drink hello aaron we, sh- we sure have hello mate you good yeah yeah not too bad thanks you yes yes good um i'll let you go okay tell me what you're drinking first and then i've got a question for you and then we might discuss whether or not i might drink one of two beers so go interesting power is in my hands yes there's the uh the can that I knock on the microphone like a real professional. Um, so this episode's beer I've got is from one of my one of my favourite breweries, I think. Okay, good. which That's is a good start. Yeah, um, just because I mean, normally you see it and you know, actually, most of the time it's going to be quite expensive, but you know it's going to be good, right? Uh, it's, Cloudwater Brewery. We'll stop burying the lead on that one. Anybody who can, if we do get this on YouTube, they can see it there. Yes. This is Happy, which is their Easy Pale, it's called. Um, and it says that because it's 3.4%. So it's, uh, I think they also do a Super Happy, which is a bit stronger. Right. Which I can assume is like the stronger version of the same one. This was in a... Sort of a special limited offer box that I got from Bruiser. Shout out to Bruiser. Um, yeah, exactly. Sponsoring um, us yet, but you know, yeah, that's the time. Yeah, on boys. What's the uh, Bruiser sitting there thinking? Why would you buy the cow when you get the milk for free? Exactly. Yeah. Just yeah. thought they might just throw us a code every now and again that we could use. Would be nice. <laughs> just a little bit of money off. Actually, would be fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's all we need. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Cloud Butter at Manchester based brewery i'm sure people will be probably quite familiar with them by now anyway um this one was uh was was like say in the, in the box that came it's, it's coming a 440 mil can always nice because you know you tend to get a lot of 330 mil cans nowadays don't you um described as citrusy soft and juicy um there's not a lot information on the can to go about it so i'm just gonna have to dive in i think a little bit go but for it 3.4 percent feels a little bit more weekday a little bit more sessionable than the uh than the ones from the last episode at least anyway a little bit of uh what we talked about in the last episode as well of of these breweries doing the sort of lower alcohol percentage as well now how is it um yeah it is exactly what it says on the tin in a sort of roundabout way um it's quite citrusy it's not it's fruity without being like overly sweet or anything like that there's a sort of sharpness a little bit to it there but it is still quite juicy and again it's it's very sort of uh very drinkable is always the best word i mean if you if you get a beer that's drinkable um you're not doing bad are you it's half the battle, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, yeah, very nice that. And it's um, uh, for anybody who can see that it's very uh, hazy is the word we're going for nowadays. It does look yeah, looks like a, an orange juice or a pineapple juice. Is yeah, that what it's a like in like person? A, a bit like a grapefruit juice, that thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very very can't see through it anyway. So I recommend. Yes, definitely. Um, I but again, I don't know if I've ever really found a cloud water beer that I I don't recommend. So, yeah, yeah. But is it, uh, is it a bit of a shame that you know we're pretty close to Manchester, 
And I suppose if you did venture into some of the, we're not really, we've got a couple, but we're not as blessed as we used to be in the sense of having bottle shops on the doorstep that would stock this kind of stuff. So with it being close at Manchester, do we feel a little bit like we, you know, we should have more easier access to it? Quite possibly. It's a funny one because I feel like the whole um, craft beer sort of scene has changed. Uh, maybe, I don't know if this is just specifically local for us or if it's a sort of na- nationwide thing. That yeah. It does feel like it's changed a lot over the last five to ten, not even ten, but five to seven years maybe. Yeah. In terms of like say there used to be it used to be a lot more bottle shops originally like the bottle shops as well would have a lot of um foreign beers in there as well so you can get stuff from the continent like belgium and germany yeah. and then you'd also get from over the pond across the pond and stuff like that um and then it, that got less and less and eventually it was just more and more british beers and then you kind of found that some would do better than others in terms of like if they would travel well up and down the country, some beers, some brewers would just do better with that. I think for yeah, some reason, yeah, yeah. Um, particularly in bottles, not so much in cans. I guess cans is a little bit different, but um, but then it, it feels like again, this is maybe just a local thing, but it does feel like we've had two or three bottle shops that have kind of closed down, or they've uh, they've kind of maybe not closed down, but then reduced the amount of bottles that they have bottles yeah. and cans that they have and focus more on stuff on tap, which uh, six or one half a dozen the other, because then you end up with a better sort of scene, better places to go. You know, if you want an afternoon, you've got two or three places you can go to still, as opposed yeah. to then, you know, if you want to get a few in for, for having at home, you haven't quite got that, that choice quite as much nowadays. It feels like. Yeah. I suppose. If we're saying maybe five years ago was six, you know, was maybe the start, like the you know, when it started to sort of take root, let's say, that the bottle and can shops would have this sort of big selection, and um, they might still have four or five things on tap, but they had yeah. big selection, bottle and can wise, and then obviously the pandemic stuff happens and then everything's in bottles and cans because otherwise it was yeah, never, you can't. never, never be consumed. Was it? Cause we weren't allowed to go and sit in there. Um, and then all that dies down and people want to go back and sit in there with the mate. They want to go and, and, and be in, in the pub. So then they move away from the bottles and catch slowly starts to get less. So we're what are we now? Three years after maybe like, yeah, coming up to three years since sort of the end of it, aren't we, really? Maybe. Yeah, um, yeah. So you're looking at then all the bottles and cans start to reduce because they're seeing a more of an influx in people coming in and sitting in with a a beer on pump. And then obviously with all the other stuff that goes on with the the cost of, of, of beer and brewing and how accessible it is for these places, you know, for us locally, it might be easier. This isn't really going to prove my point, but it might be easier for us locally for a bottle shop slash little bar now to get something on keg down from Manchester um, than it would be up from London. Do you know what I mean? That travel and paying for that. I mean, yeah, yeah. I assume that's that's definitely what had happened, at least with regards to anything foreign in particular. But then... You know, I get yeah. Like transportation is obviously going to be easier the the closer you are to a degree. Um, I also think that the sort of um, the way that a lot of bottle shops seem to now be more focused on sit-ins and you know things on tap and stuff like that. I assume there's a lot more money to be made off beers on tap yeah. as opposed to bottles and cans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. possibly why people have just sort of changed their business model a little Start bit more to that move way. Towards that, yeah. Yeah, that's true as well. Like we discussed in the last episode, you know, I'm nipping out for one and stay for three. Well, there's that as well. Better off keeping you in this bar with your bum on your seat, having three draft draft beers than you are 
having one and then taking a bag of cans home. It's probably yeah. not as cost effective for them, is it? Might be for us. Um, yeah, I just thought I'd ask the question because I, I just always feel like it should be one that we see a lot more of. And I know they do some of their collaboration stuff that, you know, they had some stuff in Tesco, didn't they, at one point? Yeah. Um, and things like that. But... You do see the odd can in there every now and then. Yeah. I think you do You do tend, I mean, I have seen odd ones in the local area, I'll say. Um, and then, like you say, if you ever do sort of venture up to Manchester, it's pretty pretty prevalent around there as well. You know, if you're going from various different pubs and bars and stuff. Do you know, Manchester, I haven't been for a long time, so it's got to be coming around at some point. It's got to be on the cards. Research. Yes. Research. Right. Do you know what? This might not make the episode, but let me tell you this. Right. So I've had this throat stuff going on. I went to see a dietitian yesterday. Yesterday, Yeah, yesterday. So I've got to do this diet plan, right? I've got to eliminate six foods for six weeks and then slowly reintroduce them one by one and right. be retested to see which one is causing this inflammation. So I can't have um, wheat, nuts, eggs, fish, milk, dairy. Can't have... Yeah, that's five. What's the last one? Soy. So the six ones. Um, right. But I also, for January, for the six weeks I'm doing it, I can't have beer, ale, or stout, or anything like that. What? Why? Because of the... Wheat. Wheats, yeah. Oh. Even gluten-free isn't covered enough to say that it, you know that it wouldn't cause a reaction, so they're just ruling it out. But I mean, I can have things like rum and whiskey. I was going to uh, say, yeah. So I haven't quite made my mind up yet if I'm doing dry January or whether I'm just going to be drinking whiskey. Getting <laughs> get absolutely slaughtered. <laughs> but um, that's a bit of beer news recently. <laughs> uh, yeah, I found that. Out. I think the diet's going to be worse, but the diet I can. Get like a lot of like... can, the diet I can get around because I can give myself like a basic menu and I can batch cook and freeze stuff. So I've got stuff to take to work for lunch and everything. And I can basically just snack on veg and um, fruit and that's about it. But what if it is wheat and then they turn around and say, well, you can't even have gluten-free beer. Then what am I going to do? I've got to like find speciality beers that don't, that brew like with grains that don't contain... They're not going to have that in the social club, are they? Do you know what I mean? I'm not going to have that anywhere around here, locally, I don't think. I'm going to have to brew my own, which could be a whole new channel. <laughs> yeah. It could be a whole new brewery. That idea we had months ago when I said you want to start a brewery, you said no. <laughs> <laughs> you, you reality checked me. Yeah, a little bit. Um, right, so uh, I've got a question for you. Go on then which might lead into a little idea series thing I might do. Don't know if it's got legs, but it's just an idea. And then I'll ask you which beer you would rather me try, and you can speak on behalf of yourself and the listener, right? Okay. Question is, can crap beer ever be a good beer? Um, Not to get all, like, politician on it by dodging the question because no, I've got a similar answer I think because it depends on what your definition of crap beer is I let think me, let me try and help with the definition right so anything that we mention under the guise of crap beer doesn't necessarily mean we think it's a crap beer but it might be a beer that's earned a bad reputation or the type of beers that we're independent breweries that were taken over by massive corporations that people say it's never tasted the same since they took hold of it, that kind of thing. And it could also just be one that's got a reputation for being really crap and cheap. I'll say that. It, it's funny because, like, I guess this is me, like, soapboxing a little bit now, and you can sit back and you should probably should have got, got your beer first because I'm about to launch into something now. Do you want to choose my beer first, then? Go on then. We'll, we'll do the beer first. Well, let's spoil it. Right. So 
bit of context. I, we were, was it before or after? We were talking about a time when I went on holiday with the family and my brother-in-law was there. And we went into a, a locals pub for local people, um, which we love on this podcast. Yep. And they're always the, the most interesting places and they generally got the cheapest beer and you'll always find a character. There's always a story <laughs> that comes from it. So, I mean, you don't need to say any more. That's what this podcast is all about. Yeah. So we found this place. It's called Twisted Shamrock. I'm pretty sure on that. It did have a name change because we were looking for one place and we found another. Realised it was the same place that had a name change. Right. So it's in Tenby in Wales and it's sort of built into the sort of shop row that's built into the walls of the old, uh, the old fort um, within the sort of the town walls. And it's a, it's, it's a really small place and it is like, all the locals go in there, you get cheap beer. So when we went in, they were doing Holston pills on draft. And they were also doing a little ticket. Whereas if you bought nine, you got the temp free. So that was like, okay. well, well, that's it, isn't it? We've got to get the free beer. That's the aim now for yeah. the holiday. Forget the kids. We're, we've got to get that free beer. <laughs> Smile at two kids. <laughs> so we mentioned that a few weeks ago when we were doing something. And then it just so happens I went into my local bargain booze and I was stood in front of the fridge like, I don't really know what I want, but I'm here. And I saw Holston pills for £5, £5.25, four cans. I thought, you know what, I'll take a punt and try that. And I brought it home and it's not very nice. But the next day was a Friday and we'd ordered a curry. And I sat down to eat a curry and these cans had been... Two cans left from the previous night, which tells you that it wasn't the greatest beer because there was some left. And they were right at the back of the fridge and they were freezing cold. And I sat down to eat that curry with that freezing cold beer in a glass. And it was okay. It was better than the night before. So that's the scenario where can a crap beer ever be good? In that situation, it wasn't quite good, but it was passable. So that's the sort of definition in a long-winded way. Okay, so with that, I'm I'm going to say yes, that a crap beer can be good in the right circumstance. And that usually, um, number one, like you say, you've, you've got to get it cold. Yes. Got to be as cold as it can. And this comes back to, I was on holiday once in... Um, in Boston, in in America, uh, shortly before pandemic and everything like that, everything got shut down. So uh, we were over there, and with friend, the, the friend who doesn't drink, he'd come with me. So we were like, I bet that was a great trip for him. Well, it, it was one of them that, like, you know, when I go to these places, I'm like, yeah, I love, I love going into like the the mock Irish bars, yeah, Irish, uh, you know, Irish bars, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I like going to them, you know, there was. It's good crack. There's always plenty of good beers on and stuff like that. But I can see he's not really, he's not enjoying himself. Okay, fair enough. This is holiday as well. I'm not going to like force him to do this the entire time. But um, we would got, a, I think we'd got like an early start or something the next day or, or we'd been up for long that day and we were coming back. I can't remember what it was, but it was like in the evening, we'll go back to the room then. We can like, you can do whatever you want. We could put telly on, we could do this, that, the other. Sure. I was like, I'm going to get some cans. And I got this one can called Super Cool or Super Chilled Ale or something like that. And I was like, okay, I'll get that. And the idea was that you had to have the can as cold as you could get it, like, you know, nearly freezing point or whatever. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I got it. And obviously it had been in the, the fridges at the shop, which are obviously not as power, not very powerful warmed a bit while we were walking back and that and I chucked it in the fridge but obviously it wouldn't wouldn't have been in the hotel fridge for very long so it wasn't as optimally cold as it should have been and it was awful yeah. really bad and I was like they must just get you to like almost freeze it because then it eliminates whatever flavor it's got yeah you can't taste it yeah yeah, 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 yeah and yeah. I'm like 
So maybe that's part of it for like, if you've got a crap beer, you need to get it as cold as you can. Because if it tastes crap, then it won't taste of anything at all. The other thing as well. So I told um, my old man about your story with the, the Holston pills before. Yeah, and you, yeah. You'd kind of mentioned it to me before. And he says, oh yeah, sometimes I'll get that because it's it's dirt cheap to get it in cans. Now, mm-hmm. number one, my, my old man's like probably a bigger beer snob than me even so it's right, like right. to hear him say oh yeah i get that i was like okay a bit odd but what he does is he'll get it and he'll fill half of his pint glass with that and then another half of his pint glass with not the cheapest cider you can get but some kind of cider out there and just has his own made snake bites with it so um nice yeah do you know what every every shit beer's got a place i guess if you're listening i've got one can left in the fridge and i might i might get back to you on that <laughs> might take you up on it all of that what yeah 75 p's worth of can or whatever it is yeah what, what are you mixing with it like old rosy or something <laughs> it might not be that strong i don't think but it's no. probably not far from it no i remember the last i think the last time i drank snake bites was um on a holiday in tenerife when i was about 18 <laughs> We're not going back there. We're not going back to one of those stories. <laughs> right. So no no Swedish or Norwegians then. But... Even before that, I think. So anybody worried by that, check the check the back catalogue to know what we're on about there. So with that being said then, and that question posed, the two beers I've got, right? You know, there's two parts to that. Yep. Of what makes a crap beer. You know, it could just be something that is notoriously crap and it's got to be almost ice so it doesn't taste like anything. Or it's developed a name for itself. It's it's gradually gone downhill over the years and now people consider it not as good as it once was, right? Are you thinking of Doombar? Uh, no, but it definitely falls into that category, okay. that list, doesn't it? Yeah, right? that's, that's so, what I'd got in my mind. So the options I've got is Tetley's Smooth Ale. Okay. Which has been in the fridge for a couple of days. Um, or one that I was planning to review at some point, and it's been in the fridge because of that reason, an Arbor Pineapple Sour. Um, crisp and tart sour brewed with pineapple puree and for fruity refreshment. And that one's 5%. And the Tetley's is a, a standard sort of nat, Nitro um, poor ale, three point six. Makes, makes a funny noise when you open the can. One of them. Yes, the timeless taste of Tetley's. Is timeless. it timeless? Because I think it might have changed. Um, so on behalf of the listener, which one would you choose, Alan? Um. Well, so my thought process is, and it's sort of quite influenced by what we've just been on about in the yeah. fact that you've still got one can. Yeah of Holston pills sitting in your fridge. Yeah. Um, so in an effort to try and clear out your fridge, I'm going to say you should have that that can of Tetley's now because otherwise it'll just sit in the back of your fridge. Of course you will. Yeah. And, you, and you'll enjoy the pineapple one on a different night. Okay. Could be a separate review. Yeah. Um, right. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. You even brought me Arbor Glass specially for it, but I can't use that now. <laughs> You're trying to guilt trip me into that getting you to have a good building beer. Me, building yeah. me case, and they've just followed me on Instagram. So, you know, and that's true. Yeah, but that, they won't be listening to this. Yeah, well, I don't think anyone is. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Tetley's Smooth Ale. Timeless taste of Tetley's. Uh, I did have one or two of these uh, the weekend just gone. Smooth, satisfying taste of Tetley's. 3.6%. It's now a um, Marston Carlsberg Breweries thing, as they do. Yeah. So my like the more I've kind of I, I seem to notice this more and more, and I like people might already know it, but so this is um, Marston Carlsberg's version. Um, I've got a Boddington's in the fridge because I was on a bit of a, once I got this, I was on a bit of a trip, right? So I got Boddington's as well. And I only buy them yeah. in places when they're actually cheap. Um, that is a ABM Bev version. Right. And John Smith's, I believe, 
is the Heineken version. So all so, the all the macro base is covered then, yeah? Yeah, so all these huge breweries come and buy out these sort of once upon a time thriving and much uh, beloved um, breweries. And, you know, I think Tetley's is Leeds, isn't it? Or it was. Bodditons, yeah, it sounds about right. Bodditons is obviously Manchester. Manchester, yeah. Uh, John Smith's is Yorkshire again, but I'm not sure where. Tad, Tadcaster, is it? Uh, so yes. so these big, yeah. the big guys always muscle in. You, you, you know, you're struggling. You're not doing as much as you were. We'll buy you, and like um, Newcastle Brown is now Heineken, isn't it? And people always say it's gone downhill since then, and all that kind of stuff, right? So this was my, sort of my thought process behind this whole idea of can crap beer ever be good? And um that pretty much led me to buying Tetley's and Boddington's. And so here we go. I know people love a pour, but this is an ale, not a stout. So you can just throw it in the glass and you get that nitro as well. Yeah, I've just got, uh, I just went down the, the wormhole then of the Boddington's. Uh, was sold to Anheuser Bush in two thousand. Yeah, before that, it was sold to somebody else, wasn't it? Was it Whitbread? Yeah, it was before that. But they they, they closed the um, the brewery at Strangeways in two thousand and four, which I can't believe that's nearly twenty years ago. Wow. Yeah. Well, see, this is the surprise when you start to look into it. You think, when did they? when did they take them over sort of thing you know what i mean and yeah you look, at, you look at it and you think before we were even old enough to drink so whatever we've tried has always been that version do you know what i mean yeah yeah i was like you know our parents might say well boddington's used to be a good beer back in the day but we would never know no you know that's I mean? it whenever i get into this as well it's always the you know everything's less a percentage now yeah my dad always used to go on about when sixteen sixty four used to be six point four percent and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's two shout outs for you, Dad. Hope you are listening. <laughs> right, so Tetley's as I said, three point six percent. Well, it I mean, it doesn't look bad in the glass. It looks like a nitro ale. It's got a lovely head on it. Doesn't I do feel like a lot of these as well? The you know you you Don Smiths. Or you, your Tetley's, no, even I guess Tetley's. I remember Tetley's being a little bit worse from memory, but maybe I've only, like I say, I've probably only ever tried it since it's been Carling owned, I'm sure. Um, but Boddington's as well, and all of them kind of these, these are the ones now that you go, are they a crap beer or are they not? Because of they were maybe once great and now they've been bought out by these macro breweries and they've, they've sullied the name a little bit, yeah. But it does feel to me that if you get it in the right setting, then uh, there's a place for it. Like, if you don't want to be in, like, one of these kind of more bar pubs than, you know, like more like a bar where they've got four different lagers on and a John Smith's, yeah, possibly a disconnected Guinness, you know, like one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then you're like, yeah, obviously John Smith's in there that comes in a... Straight, you know, a carling glass or a something lager, like that. And, lager glass, yeah. And you sort of that's not the the right situation at all. Whereas sometimes if you're in like a country pub yeah. or something like that, where and probably leads a little bit to if they're clearing, if they're keeping that, if that line's being fed plenty, you know, people yeah. go in there and have it quite often, which helps. Yeah. Um, but I think there is a situation where actually. That can be quite nice. I think even still now to this day, people, I'm sure, like you say, any older listeners are, are going to be saying the same thing that we've just said, that, oh, yeah, it's just not as not as good as it used to be. It's not what it was and all this, that, and the other. But there's a time and a place. It's just not often. I, I, I reckon um, even Tetley drinkers are probably sp split down the middle in terms of one half would say, that's not a patch nowadays on what it used to be. And the other half are still drinking it because that's their drink. 
you know well, what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I mean... And it does kind of lead into the... Obviously, you've you got it from Can. Yes. Is it going to be better from... I presume you can still get it on cask. I don't know, though. Possibly, because that's a Carlsberg uh, Marston's thing, crossover. Yeah, Marston's still like, still like Marston's pubs that are owned by Carlsberg, effectively. So, like, when we go the, down the club, we had that um, Thwaites uh, Smooth, didn't we? Smooth Flow. Yes, yeah. That's the same story, isn't it? That's mm. um, that's a, a Marston's Carlsberg as well now. Yeah. Uh, on on pump, that's not a bad drink. Do you know what I mean? For, for well, for the club, you're not you're not spoiled for choice in there. But <clears throat> I had it in there, and it's definitely got its time and place in there. When we had it on that night, it was fine. You can't find it in cans because I did Google it. Right. Because I was thinking of doing like a little video on all these little, you know, like a verses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's just like verse, verses of the 3.5 percenters. <laughs> um, yeah. But I mean, that one is, it's cold out the fridge. It's got a good head on it. It's like a an amber kind of ale. It's got a very faint old ale sort of taste. There's a bitterness, but then there's that. There is an old ale taste, but it doesn't last long. And then it is quite light and watery. So I think most of them will be similar, won't they? Yeah, that does seem uh, seem quite likely, I think, to be fair. Interestingly, um... I, um, I've looked into um, getting... A, a boiling kettle, right? So, so I can do some boiling the bag grain stuff for homebrew. And on the website, I was looking at some of their recipes. So they've got like some recipes that like the customers can kind of upload. The community can upload. <clears throat> and um, one of them on there was nineteen seventies Boddingtons. Interesting. So somebody's obviously tried to recreate that. Yeah. And then the the, the recipes on there. So I'm tempted as my first foray into boiling the bag and grain brewing. I'm tempted to do that. Um, but my January plans might scupper that for a little bit. Don't say, yeah, don't, don't just, don't just dive into that just yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I was, I thought that was interesting because it seems like anything else I've kind of seen recently has been like post seventies, uh, Boddington's has it's gone downhill, and but then when you find out that it wasn't until was it two thousand that it was sort of bought out by the big big boys, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then that's there's a massive gap there. So did it start to decline before that, and then it came back, and that you, you know what I mean? So there's, there's stories behind these beers as well. So you can't. It doesn't just mean that we're calling it a crap beer and that's it. Nobody should ever try it again. There's a reason behind the um the segment and maybe there's some stories to be had yeah definitely um i think it's an interesting one as well because bonington's i guess feels like the one that's probably a little bit more prevalent for us and again that kind of comes down to local geography of yeah you know that's the uh the manchester one whereas you know john smiths and 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 tetley's and stuff being other side of the, the Pennines and stuff like that from us, so probably a little bit less. Although I suppose what um is it Marston's is was Burton, wasn't it originally? Yes, I think so. So I suppose we're not a million miles away. It's yeah. I don't know I don't kind of know the, the link up there between Marston's and Carlsberg, who who makes the decisions, who's leading. Yes, Carlsberg. It's almost certainly going to be Carlsberg. Yeah. yeah, it's probably somebody in Denmark making these decisions. I thought. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, anyway, that might be a segment that comes back. We'll see on that one. See where we can go with it. Um, I know you're partial to a Newcastle Brown, so that might come up. Well, yeah, that'll be a 
That could that could be a podcast on its own. There's also a recipe for that. Whole grain. What the the original? Yeah. Well, yeah. As close to the as they could get it. Yeah. 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 So, you know, you might be able to see where we're going with this. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, right. Shall we jump into our story of the episode? Yes. Yes. Let's go on then. We're, we're going back to the social club that we are named after the, the eponymous social club. Yeah. 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 Um, this one kind of came about, it was, uh, I guess it just been a while and we kind of hadn't, hadn't seen each other, hadn't been out for a drink with each other for a while. Yep. So it must've been is it a Friday or a Saturday. Yes, either way, doesn't matter. It's yeah. same material, really, I guess. It's either one of them. I think it's one of them that sort of came up as a suggestion. And the other person was like, oh, actually, I haven't got anything on. Yeah, yeah, if, yeah. You know, for a change. Um, so, yeah, why not? And then we, uh, it must have been a Saturday. Yeah, I think it was. Because, um, of, because of what's what's coming in the story. <laughs> generally are on Saturdays. <laughs> so, right, fair enough. Well, bizarre choice by them, by the way. But um, so anyway, we, we sort of head head down to the social club. There's a few, you know, a few cars outside or whatever, but you don't, don't think too much of it. And uh, and we, we sort of head inside because then, so the way that the, the club is split is there's like a big function room at the back that leads out onto the bowling green. Um, and then the bar is effectively in the middle, splits the two rooms. And then in the front, you've got like a, a bar area, it's much smaller. Yeah. And that's where your locals sit. That's where we tend to bloody perch ourselves now as well, which says a lot. But um, so, yeah, we, anyway, we go in there, we sit in there. Oh, all of a sudden, there's a hell of a noise coming out of that other room. Usually quiet when we go in there, isn't it? When you go in yeah, outside, I mean, you can look through the bar and you think, oh, the lights are off and there's no one in today. But That's it, uh, yeah. This time was uh, the opposite. It was rather rowdy and we were thinking, what is going on? Have we missed something? We'd missed the invite or what? Yeah, I thought must be a, a day one or something like that. Now, pre- previously we'd been there to watch the football, I think it was. Yeah. England were playing and there was the ladies' night on in the other room. The ladies' night was, yeah. In full swing. Um, don't think we missed out on much there. Nope. There was, a guy, there was a guy stood at the very end of the bar looking through the gap who the did entire not miss night. out on anything. <laughs> <laughs> he, they should have charged him for a ticket. Dirty old bloke. Um, but yeah, anyway, back to back to the, the evening in question. Yeah. And it turns out it's a bloody... What was it like? A, what was the official name of it? Um, well, kids' night. Kids' um, night, just a family night. Right? Yeah, that's yeah. What they call it? Just kids, kids running about, kids, kids everywhere, everywhere. Like a child's birthday, it was. So they do often do uh, kids' birthdays in that room because it's big enough in there that they can do it. But obviously, they do that in the daytime, and um, I don't know how often they do it. We've been one. We haven't been for a long time, the family night, and they'll do it like um, like five till seven or something like that, half five till half seven or something like that. Yeah. Uh, And it's like a third Saturday of the month or, you know, every every six weeks or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so when I realized what was going on is it started to sort of, the cog started turning, I was like, Oh yeah, I know what it is now. <laughs> There's kids everywhere. The parents are just like sort of having a chat with each other and might be having a drink and kids are just running around diving over big, chairs. Big tables, kids, yeah. And, you know, throwing crisps everywhere and you know, scuffing up the bowling green. <laughs> Can only imagine. Yeah. Um But um So we but we're sort of a little bit removed from it because we're in the bar. And the bar was quite busy for the sort of time we were there. So the the family night must have run over a bit. Say we get there about seven-ish, maybe slightly earlier. I think we got slightly earlier because we kind of caught like the last half hour or so of it. 
Okay. I think. And then there was a bit of a spillover, you know, for them families that don't leave. <laughs> <laughs> them ones. You know the yeah. ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the, there were still kids knocking about. So it was hard to tell the exact time sort of line. But we're sat in the bar area. The bar area is quite busy because obviously all the locals that nip in um, after work or nip in on a Saturday afternoon and stay for the night we're like, well, we're not going to go sit in there with all the families, so we'll stay in here. So it was like maybe five or six more than there would normally be, which in a small bar area is noticeable, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> and then? Well, yeah, I'm going to say the first uh, first thing that kind of really tipped us off a little bit was that there was somebody you recognised from the school run, effectively. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, so my one of my son's classmates and his friend yeah they they were there with the parents and uh they must have come through to the i don't know they come through to the bar for either a bit of quiet or just to get served at the bar or something i can't remember because they were like they were also in the process of like leaving as well weren't they yeah so whether it's just like they've got a, a tab running or something and they were just paying up for that yeah yeah so they like yeah kids were sat at the bar and that and nobody even bats an eye and i like I know who they are, so I'm there having a chat with them and stuff. Um, but I was quite surprised to see them, really. But, um, yeah, I mean, then, by that point, you know, well, it's got to be family and I, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> that was just, it, yeah. It's not just a big kid's party. But but then all of a sudden it gets from, like, oh, there's these two kids with the, the adult or whatever. Yeah. The, you know, the... They're not running around at this point, but they're yeah. still kids. They're still doing whatever and making noise and stuff. Yeah. And like, I don't want to be that guy. But you know, we, we you come away, you go to the pub, you expect like just just or club, or you go to the, the sort of a different atmosphere, I guess. And like, you you turn to me at one point and go, "Come here to get away from kids," like a little bit. <laughs> um, and and uh, yeah. All of a sudden, it goes from like just those two, and like them kids kind of leave. They, they they were fine. They were pretty well behaved and all this. To all of a sudden, oh, there's a couple more kids who now we've seen maybe seen them kids coming here, that running yeah. in here. And I think they were a bit older, possibly, yeah. Um, and then it sort of d- develops that more adults turn up as well. It's like, oh, I see what's happening now. The adults yeah, so- are coming through from that side. Yeah. To this side because they're planning to stay. But what they're not doing is sending the kids home. The kids are staying and roaming around. <laughs> and it seemed like as well that like there's there's one group in particular who were, who were noteworthy for this. Because there was a couple who like say who've done that, but then there's one group. So obviously they probably been there as well with the kids all afternoon or for an evening or whatever. Yeah. They've now migrated into the, the bar area. I think some of their friends have turned up as well. So there's yeah, now a small small group of them coming in with kids running in and out constantly. Yeah. And uh, it, it was just, just an interesting atmosphere because next thing you know, somebody peeping their head around the door saying, is such and such here because I've got four pizzas for them. Oh, and that was, was just to keep, keep the kids quiet. Yeah, shut the kids up in the corner. Yeah, and, give them and the pizza. Were... They were, um, kids were getting a bit rowdy because I think they realized that, like, oh, mum and dad are sitting down now and enjoying themselves. So we're going to show them up in front of all these old people in this room and uh, them two weirdos sat in the corner. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and um, so, so then you see this a lot. Um, but I probably, I've probably done it as well, where you sort of over parent because you know people are watching and listening. Right, yeah, they? yeah. So, but they were doing that, weren't they? They were over, over egging the pudding and, a little uh, bit. The kids were just like, "What are you? Who are you talking to? Cause I'm, you, never, I'm, you never talk to me like this." So you the can kids are also like, "I'm way too up, like up here, like yeah, on yeah. sugar and whatever." I'm like running around with my mates for two hours. Yeah, I am not going to listen to you. <laughs> Nothing can stop me right now. Yeah. And we were just sat in the middle of all this. Yeah, which literally in the middle. That was the thing as well, because we hadn't got there early enough to perch up at one of the side settees or anything. Yeah. So we were like on one of the tables in the middle. In the middle of the room. 
and and which I don't particularly mind. Um, the club's kind of good for that, but they're not my kids, so I don't have to worry. I can sit there and enjoy my drink and just keep talking to you because yeah. they're not my kids. I don't have to look around. Um, but anyway, so as you say, they, 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 they've had pizza delivered and um, I don't know why you would have pizza delivered to the club because they've got a perfectly good sign behind the bar that advertises super noodles. <laughs> I mean, I can't really point fingers because I have been in the club and wandered to the chippy across the road and brought the chippy back in the club before now. Yeah, but um, yeah. And that's why we love the club because they do not care. <laughs> it's, it's a it's its own place, isn't it? As long as you buy a beer, I don't yeah. think they're arsed, really. No. And as long as you don't start being a complete arsehole, they... Uh, Which they... does kind of lead into part of the other, because some of their group had some... I can't remember exactly what it was now, but there was some kind of disagreement with... So, so this... When you said you wanted to talk about this story, I was a little bit like, I'm not, I don't know if I can remember mm. all of it, but the bit I can remember, because I seem to be like, you know, when things are happening around you and you sort of like lose, you sort of focus in on something and you're away from actually what you came for, like talking to you. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like kind of zoning out and kind of try to pick up on these things. And um, so it sounded to me as if, right, some of these people that were in that group, or maybe from around this area, grew up around it or something, and they are they they knew them because the people that run the run the club are you know older, would have probably known them as kids. You know what I mean? Would have had Possibly, birthday parties yeah. there, that kind of thing. So they seem to know them. Either that, or they are people that have sort of moved into town, are a bit more forward than we are, and have made themselves very comfortable and at home very quickly. Do you know what I mean? It's either one, one or the other. Yeah, and. Uh, so they were referring back to a, another night when one of the lads had been asked not to vape in the bar. That was it, yeah. yeah, yeah. Had been asked to go outside. And he really took umbrage to that. And he'd still not forgiven her for asking him to go outside from like weeks ago. Basically. And, and she did it again in front of his friends and he was like really nose but out of place. He's <laughs> not happy. <laughs> that was it. And you, uh, you know, like when everyone else with you is like going along with the joke and laughing along to it, thinks it's hilarious. And you're like, he's the one person there. And he's like, really? Well, actually, I don't find it funny anymore. And it was really like that. It was like, he just yeah. wasn't happy. He what, just wasn't wasn't in on the joke. Like, wasn't enjoying single, the joke. Why are you singling me out? <laughs> I think, like I say, by this point, he, he probably had a few as well. And that was <laughs> that was no more evident than one of my favorite moments of just... Sitting there having his drink, and he's just dribbling a little bit down himself. Like you know, it happens to the best of us. Yeah. We've all been there. It's it's happened. He's dribbling it down himself, and one of his mates is stood at the bar, sort of behind. Like he's sort of kind of in front of us, maybe, and his mates behind us at the bar. And his mates going, spilling your drink there. You just do it properly, will you, or whatever. And his mate turns around to him and just goes. There's a hole in the glass. <laughs> As though, like, the, I, I don't know what he thought had happened. Like, there's some kind of hole about halfway up or something <laughs> yeah. in his head at that point. But it proper tickled me, just sitting there. <laughs> and he's just, like, dead serious, like, proper wide-eyed, looking at his mate going, there is a hole in the glass. Like, it's not my fault that I'm chucking this all down myself. They give me a faulty glass, and he's looking at it, going, "There's a hole in the glass." So, did we ever <laughs> clarify if there actually was? There can't have been. Could you imagine there being a hole in the glass? No, oh, like shatter, a chip, it? like a chip in it or something. Do you know you wouldn't I mean? carry on drinking out of the chip, though, would you? You'd just drink from the other side well, of the glass. You'd rotate, wouldn't you? Yeah, that's not a good action to do on camera. Well. You'd <laughs> you'd rotate and just drink out the other side, or the side of the glass. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what he meant, but like he kept doing it and he kept saying it. He persevered with it. He didn't ask yeah. for another glass, did he? No, no, he didn't ask for another glass. That was the other thing as well. You're like, it was that bad that it was going to be spilling on you. You'd immediately just go, well, hang on. What's going on here? Need a new glass. No, no, he just kept drinking out of it. Oh, yeah. Still going down me. How's that happening? I remember just like people kept coming, like more of their friends kept coming. Yeah, they ended up with about. 
probably about eight, eight yeah. or so people, I think. And they'd look like they'd already been drinking when they got there. Yes, like it didn't look like their first stop of the night, did come it? Come from somewhere else and met up with them or something. It felt like at one point there was discussions about whether they were going to move on to 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 like a, a town, proper town, or whatever. Or yeah, um, what they planned on doing with the kids, I don't know. But the kids were still running around when we left, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, and that, and and so in that situation in the club, you kind of get people like us and um, this other group who were sort of in the thirties, I'd say. Yeah, and then you get the the regulars that are likely to be between the sort of fifties and seventies, somewhere know? in that somewhere in that region. Yeah, and they're all just kind of sat around the edge, just sort of watching and looking and laughing and sort of playing along a little bit, and then go and then you know you definitely know they're talking about them when they leave. Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> Just glad it wasn't us for a change. For a change, yeah. yeah. Um, so that, that leads us on to when we actually went to the club this week. Yes. We, yeah. nipped, in, we nipped in for one. As you do. After football on a Monday night. And there was something going on in that back room, which is odd again. Um, I don't know if it was Domino's night or something. We didn't quite get to ground far quieter. It was far quieter than family nights. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the lights were on and there was people in there. There was at least 10 people in there. A lot of people and they were all sat down from what I saw. Yeah, and the yeah, so, so we're in the bar and there's one bloke in there and he is he is a regular. Yeah. I quite often like sort of drive home in the afternoon or drive past at work like and I see him pulling in at like maybe four o'clock and he's usually still there at half seven. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So well, I think it's gone, he's, eight, gone eight o'clock when we got in there. I think he nips in there quite often. Yeah. Um so he sat in there as we come in, like four lads all in football kit. Um probably looking a bit out of place and a bit odd. Um we get our beers, we sit down, and he sort of does the courteous thing and shouts over and says, Sorry, lads, do you, do you want to change the, what's on TV? Do you want to put sport on or something? Do you want to put the football on? And we're like, No, not really. First, we've just been football ourselves. We're just having a drink. You you do what you want. And he's watching air crash investigators. But he said that it, he he was sat watching it because it was already on. Yeah, but I actually think he, he loves that program and he put yes, it on. I think so as well. I think it was appointment viewing for him. He's, that's his that's his Monday night. That is. He probably hasn't got Sky at home, and they have at the club, and that's why he's there so early. <laughs> and um, he uh, so on the TV as part of this air crash investigation, they were talking a lot about the flaps. <laughs> Which well, we, yeah, so they, we they all like picked a, up individually. They seem to be doing like a one of those like reenactment type things of like you know this is what happens and and this and then the panel he like had to check his panels and his flaps and it's like and they just kept saying the word flaps yeah and every single time there's well probably like four or five five six of us have sat around at this point. And just, just one of us would titter every single yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, and then the other yeah. ones would pick up on it and we'd all be sitting there giggling away. Yeah. And it just kept going. He kept, And eventually the bloke in the far corner starts laughing at it as well. He, he spotted it. He spotted yeah, he picked it. up, because he, he said something about, oh yeah, you've got to be careful with your flaps. Yeah. He got up to go to the bar, didn't he? He said, you've got to look after your flaps, lads. Yeah. <laughs> and we're just like, every time, just kept giggling. Yeah. And like one of our mates turns around and says to him, "Like, you, you, you'd have been gutted if we actually said yes and turned it over and put like the Spurs match on, because uh, because I think you're actually watching it." And he goes, yeah, "No, yeah. no, no, no. Honestly, you can you can turn it over if you want." It was just on. We never did turn it over, did he? No, 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 no. Kept it on, and uh, yeah, panels and flaps, eh? For the panels and flaps. That's the. Uh... Bit of entertainment on a Monday evening, wasn't it? <laughs> it's just how, like, you see, like, you ever watch, like, meerkats and the heads are all over the place and their ears are turning? It's, like, it's a bit like that. 
well, flaps. One of us yeah. is gone. That's <laughs> it. We're all up. <laughs> it was a little bit. And like I was sat like properly back to the telly as well. So I had like no real idea what was going on. And every now and then you just turn around and be like this deadly serious, like moody lighting kind of reenactment or something. And he's just like, and then he had to check his flaps. And I'm like, oh no, not again. <laughs> yeah, just kept saying it. And you know, if it wasn't a Monday night, if we were there on a proper night. That was the new drinking game. Every time they said flaps, we would have had to drink. Good job it wasn't. Good job we didn't do it on a Monday night because we'd have been absolutely bladdered. <laughs> you said it about 20 times in like the first few minutes we sat down. I know, yeah. But yes. Aye. Is that the moral of this week's episode, is it? What's that? Check your flaps. You've got to look after them flaps. Yeah. Yep. If you're getting a flight anytime soon. Particularly, yeah. Particularly, check your flaps. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. So, beer news. Beer news. Um, got any more? Struggling a little bit, I think, this week again. The world of beer doesn't tend to move very quickly, I've found. No, or it's sort of nothing for weeks and then all of a sudden there's well that's it and it's mostly bad news i did did look up about like christmas themed beers okay but it seems to me that it's something that they do a lot better in like belgium places like that right than we do over here whether that's just like an availability thing of like you'll get lichus Christmas beer or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I know Tiny Rebel, I think, have got one come in, which is like a version. It's there, you know, they do the Stay Puffed. Yes. Marshmallow Stout. I think this one's Slay Puffed. Okay. Um, I think that's one, one they're doing this year. But generally, it feels like if you get like Googling Christmas beers or whatever that you're going to try and buy something, it would be like, you know, the Belgian breweries and their, their version. So, Ones that are actually going to be um, brewed specially or like sort of have the Christmassy type flavors rather than just a label. Yeah, or like just a, a slight alteration to a recipe or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the, they're starting to get a few adverts for um, the Advent, beer Advents at the moment. I feel like two or three years ago, beer Advents were like really big and there was a lot of choice and um, they were good boxes, but I feel like it's just died off a bit. Yeah, I agree a little bit. I, I, like they're still out there, but there seems to be it's almost like less and less thought put into them, and it's more like uh, we'll churn these out because we know we can sell a few. Yeah, yeah, um, and yeah. So I don't know if I'll go in for one, but you know, updates from last episode will be uh, will be sampling my. I stout for Christmas, and that might yes, be an episode. sounds that good. Be, that might be the Christmas special. Sounds good to me. Yeah, hopefully. Got a big coat. I'll be fine in your garden. Yeah, I'll, I'll set fire to summit. Besides global warming, probably be around there in my shorts. Having said that about uh, global warming stuff, like tonight it's just gone really cold, whereas today it's been okay, and. So I think, right, it's dark beer season. That's it. Christmas beers. That's that's what we're on now. And then you'll have a good, nice day, and you think, oh well, actually, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to drink that now. But that's all I've bought. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does get you a little bit like that. But um, yeah, I think we will. Um, we will come back for a. Christmas special and we will be probably drinking stout in my back garden in the bar do you know what we'll be christening the bar because we haven't well I've been out there but we haven't really used it much <clears throat> Um, that's the sort of downfall really when you finish your garden bar at the end of summer <laughs> yeah <laughs> timed it perfectly yeah Um, but it's undercover so we can use it and if it's just I was gonna a, say. if it's a cold night it doesn't matter does it I can not... back and get a golf umbrella or something if I need to. Yeah, oh, got you covered there. I've got a roof. That's all right then. There you go. Um, yeah, I've got a five-liter keg of stout. Stick a CO2 can on it the night before. 
and we'll be pouring pints, hopefully. Sounds like a plan. There we go. That's a Christmas episode incoming, and uh, we'll have a little think behind the scenes of what else we can bring you in that episode other than us just standing in my garden pouring out of a five-litre keg. I'll bring me deck chair. Oh, we could talk about that. Yeah, yeah, there we go. We're sitting, talking. Is it going to be like a proper sort of old man's podcast where we're like talking about the quality of your deck chair? Can do. Yeah, yeah. All right. Cool. <laughs> we'll think of something. Yeah. Um... That rounds us off for this episode of Tales from the Social Club. And you can find all of our social uh, media links in the uh, show notes. And you can also find our referral codes to Bruiser Beer. So you can get yourself some money off your first order. Also gives us uh, a few quid off each box that we order next as well. And we'll catch you probably for our Christmas special. And we'll see you then. Cheers. Cheers.